All right, welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Hot Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we've got an extra special edition of our awesome show. By the way, anybody who wants to check out our other episodes, go to the website if you're not there already, www. Actually, you don't even need that. Just go danontop.com. That's danontop.com. I'm that host, Dan Lukowitz. You can reach me, Dan, at danontop.com. Anything I can do to add value, please reach out. You want some properties, you want to sell some properties, you want to talk shop, you want to learn about real estate, give me a hit up on social media, Dan Lukowitz, or on our website, dan at danontop.com. Well, hey, without further ado, I've got an incredible guest today. He's a friend. He's a colleague. He's a cool dude. He's coming all the way from the Holy Land of Israel. We've got Yishai Breslauer, the host of the CRE Shark Eye podcast. Yishai, how you doing? Pleasure. Thank you for having me, really. Hey, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. So, listen, we've got a lot to talk about. I mean, first of all, people are going to ask me all kinds of questions about this branded gear. I want to thank everyone at the Lukowitz Group for, for putting this together, especially Cindy, Shlomo, Herman, Carolina, Brady, my wife, um, Ellie, all these great people. We're going to talk a little bit about that later in the program. But before we get into anything with me and really any content about you, Yishai, I want you to tell people who you are. So tell the world, who is Yishai Breslauer? First of all, I feel a little underbranded, meaning looking at you. I got a mug meaning, for you, uh, man. You want a mug? I'll get you a mug. I'd love to have a mug. Love it. Looks like uh, you got a good coffee over there. That's right. So yeah, it looks awesome. Awesome. So my name is Ishai Braslower. I'm commercial real estate, and that's how we got connected. Of course. That's right. I had a pleasure having you in my show. Of course, um, I have a unique, I would say, story. But to make the bottom line short, today I, I beyond of hosting a podcast, I'm involved in several things. Uh, just uh, a little bit before pre-COVID, I was uh, running uh, two companies. One of them was a commercial real estate company uh, that did a bunch of uh, investing, both as GPs and LPs, in several locations uh, from, I would say, student housing to uh, condo development, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Very exciting stuff. Awesome. Fantastic. And like you mentioned, we met on LinkedIn, on social media. We are definitely commercial real estate experts and professionals. We've had a lot of fun getting to know each other. So let's dive in a little bit. I want you to tell our audience a little bit about what you do and how you got there. No problem. So today, actually, I'm involved in several things. It's, uh, it's a bit of a, how do you say, it could take longer than 18 minutes, but I'll try to make it very, very short. <laughs> so beyond the being involved in commercial real estate, of course, and at right now, I'm I, I paused a little bit in terms of looking at deals, but uh, uh, the next step would be obviously looking at mostly in the core plus type of multifamily. Okay. But I'm very heavily focused right now at the moment on uh, prop tech. And okay. I'm, uh, since the previous company I worked with in, invested in several type of prop tech companies, I'm involved and in very heavily uh, involved in that. Uh, I would say in that world of prop tech, which is extremely exciting. I find it uh, the next big thing in the commercial real estate and uh, getting probably probably will be by far more involved in the future. So right now, this is my focus. OK. And uh, for fun, I'm doing my podcast and interviewing awesome people, etc. So that's pretty much what I do today. Um, but previous to that, I was uh, running a C as a CEO of a commercial real estate company. We were involved in several type of deals, um, doing all kind of exciting stuff in terms of investments. Any any deals, anywhere between we were involved in any deals between three to three hundred million dollars, um, 
some some part meaning in some capacity of syndicators um, as limited partners and some of them were JVs and some of them we were the general partners several capacities uh, capacities and several involvements but uh, really that's I guess this is my main passion commercial real estate fantastic that's, that's everything else is surrounding it and leads me to that so it's like that shirt right commercial real estate is life. Everything else is just details. Kind of how I feel about Dodge Vipers. But anyway, uh, on a serious note, you know, we are t- talking about PropTech, right? A lot of people know about PropTech. Some people don't. There's a lot of cool stuff going on PropTech. I want to fast forward, okay? I don't want to rewind. I want to fast forward. I want to show our viewers where we think commercial real estate will be and PropTech will be in, like, let's say the next five years. So, so talk to us about some of the really cool things in the PropTech world in terms of what's coming up on the horizon. Oh, wow. That's unbelievable. It's unprecedented. So just for your example, first of all, PropTech is uh, obviously is short for property technology for those who are not so involved in this. Uh, uh, it's just, just like you have FinTech and you have MedTech, you have PropTech, property technology involved, basically incorporates so many uh, aspects into it. Um, some of them property management platforms. Mm-hmm. Some of them includes a different type of uh, um, big data uh-huh. uh, vehicles in order to do acquisitions, to check out new deals, to find out, meaning to make the whole acquisition process a lot more professional, to take all kind of aspects from the municipality aspect to anything surrounds it, to find and condense it into one, I would say, dashboard to find the data instead of uh, doing it through, let's say, Tens and tens of people. So we're like taking the human out of it, right? That's what we're doing. We're kind of putting the technology Um, and doing the properties, uh, all that good stuff. Yes and no. Yes and no, because you take the human out of there, but eventually you'll need people who know how to read this in order to follow it, in order to monitor it. So obviously that construction tech is huge. Mm -hmm. It's just unbelievable. Meaning the stuff that is being done and, and still primitive, it's unbelievable. And the type of technologies that are coming up to revolutionize this whole aspect of construction would make a huge difference in terms of the how fast and going the safety safety is a big word when it comes to construction construction tech which is sure another aspect of prop tech so that's huge um it's just uh, of course architect arch- meaning for architects you have planning wise and putting together uh, the today the visual type of stuff that you see, meaning we used to look at a little book at a PDF or something that we used to see when we go to a sales office or whatever it is, all of a sudden becomes a virtual reality tour for a, a property that doesn't even exist that you can move through it, which is even being more advanced today to augmented reality. I yeah. can go on and on. It's yeah. just unbelievable what's going on there. It really is. It's fascinating. Uh, whoever's not on it just is missing it. No doubt about it. And I know from my perspective as, as a broker and uh, frankly as an educator in the CRE Pro course and, 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 and all that great stuff, people don't realize. I mean, as a broker, for example, I rarely go to my actual assets, right? I'm underwriting as we speak some senior living in Colorado and Oklahoma City. I've got resorts in northern Michigan a little further up. I've got in Traverse City. I've got uh, Wendy's deals across the country. I've got medical office buildings in Iowa. 
I don't go to the majority of these properties, and all of my analysis is done not only through the lease and through the different financials, but it's done through PropTech, right? It's done through all different types of aggregators, all types of data and information that I'm gathering. I think that people need to recognize that in in the brokerage world, that's such a great opportunity, which is why people should reach out to us. We can help you, train you to become a great broker, maybe even work for the Lukowitz Group at Encore Real Estate Investment Services in the future. And what's also interesting, Ishai, and, and I found an opening here, I'm about to drive a truck through it, okay? So you're talking about about all these different ways of an analyzing property and of acting kind of like, you know, based on data, right? Based on models, based on on using big data and putting it together and making analysis as opposed to, you know, one-on-one human interaction, you know, one thing at a time. So my question to you is before we get into the things like smart contracts, which I'm dying to talk to you about because I love that stuff and blockchain because I love that stuff, I want to know what your thoughts are on iBuyers. An iBuyers? Yes. Define. Define Ooh. iBuyers. By the way, great way to get more information when you want somebody to talk a little bit more about the topic. Just ask them to define it. So an iBuyer is actually a very fascinating concept. Now, people don't know this, and I'm just going to throw it out there. Zillow has an iBuyer. Redfin, Trulia, they have iBuyers. Real Estate One has iBuyers. Many large corporations have iBuyers. So typically, now we're talking on the residential side, right? I want to first talk about residential. So on the residential side, you know, a lot of these, these markets are, are kind of fixed, if you will, because you know, you've got huge data aggregators that are out there controlling prices and controlling comps and you have these i buyers that come in and instead of you and me and maybe your, your your sister and my aunt and these different people acting as buyers you'll have an i buyer that's throwing out thousands or tens of thousands of offers a day at maybe 63 65 70% of after repair value sorry of val- of current value or of list price and they're just getting in there and scooping up huge amounts of of of, of potentially interested parties and then are going from there so let, so let me, uh, you know, get in on that. Uh, first of all, I'm not so much in residential, so the term I buyer, but I know we're, exactly. We're going to go commercial, baby. Don't and you worry. We'll go commercial. No, no. So, but but this is uh, but this is a very very interesting aspect. It is. And I want to just you know throw a few things inside, and this is exciting. Yes. Uh, the first thing you started mentioning is let's say you know Zillow, truly all those, you know people are going in and going through those sites. The already under underway, and actually, I was vetting a company that did not work in the end, but I'm sure that in the back of those type of companies, you have more companies coming up that are going to bypass the Zillows, the yeah. Julia. They're taking the big data from out there instead of people having, uh, I would say, Zillow is a little bit of a hijacked, you know, those the brokers. As well oh as no doubt about buyers. it. They they totally did, and, and people people let it happen. Yishai, they let it happen, and exactly. we as brokers we won't let that happen in commercial because it doesn't make sense. So now you have programs, and I know I was involved in one of those companies that took all the data and put it together to find meaning the data. This machine is finding the buyers that are saying, "Hey, I want this type of a condo in Manhattan and this street and whatever." And then finds the broker who actually has those and putting these guys together. Love it. From the media. It's just like using social media, using all kind of data, exactly. which is very, very cool. And it's coming it's coming strong. It is. So so just like it's coming strong. Those I know, no doubt. It, obviously will take will take a little time, but uh, I know a few companies that are working on those and it's it's extremely, extremely exciting. And another thing you you what you called eye buyers. I just saw actually um, a study that you have millennials are using more and more 
online, I would say, uh, opportunities to go and buy and bid online, just going online and buying instead of using brokers, etc., which I think many of those things are a mistake because you have to have a broker. You do have to have uh, a, a broker. broker. would help you do the transaction. But uh, it's something that I think we don't know what will be within a year or two. It's, so, it's a revolution. So let me let me tell you some things that are going on in the commercial space as it pertains to iBuyers. It's very concerning to me because I'm a broker. I add value, right? I run the Lukowitz Group of Encore Real Estate Investment Services. We've got a lot of great agents, an amazing team. And what we do is we add value to our clients. Without a broker, you're going to be lost. Fact. And without a broker, you're not going to see things. You're not going to have that value. That's what we provide. Now, in the residential game, little known fact here in Michigan, Zillow actually sued the Michigan Real Estate Boards. And this is fascinating, right? They came in and they said, hey, real estate boards, you're creating a closed market. And we're Zillow. We want in on that market. So we're going to sue you. Little, little known fact, they actually won. They blew, blew open these boards. And, and, and what really concerns me is that Zillow, not unlike all the other great aggregators of the world, the Uber Eats, the Amazons, the DoorDashes, right? Their job literally is to use you as the middleman, right? They want to be at the top and they want to use you as the middleman. And what I don't like about Zillow, I'm going to talk trash right now because I have to, is that the Zestimate, right, in today's residential real estate world, when you get a package from a lot of realtors, one of the things they put in the package when they're running comps is the Zestimate. The Zestimate is, or as my wife calls it, the Z-estimate. The Zestimate, right? The Zestimate is, could be completely made up. We have no way of fact-checking what they're doing. And I've made seen up. those numbers change. Zillow will come in, buy thousands of homes in a community. The Zestimate will be at $200,000 as an average price. After they buy those, now all of a sudden it's at two thirty, And then they go to sell them, it's at two forty-five. Now they sold them for two seventy-five. And I look at the little guy, the little gal, or the broker or agent that kind of you know got caught with their pants down, so to speak. Excuse my 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 my, uh, my analogy there. But now they're left there saying, "Wait a minute, what do we do now?" And it's already too late in the residential game, if you ask me. That's why, as a commercial broker, I know that my number one commodity, aside from my service, aside from the value that I provide people, is the data. You want to know what a Wendy's is going to trade for anywhere in the country? Call me. I have that data. There is no aggregator that has that. And that's just something that I think in PropTech we have to watch out for because PropTech is great. There's a lot of awesome advancements that come through PropTech. At the same time, I love what you said, Yishai, and that is that it's always going to boil down to the broker and to the individual. The PropTech can help us to do our job better, but at the end of the day, we always need guys like you and girls like me, right? So, so I'll tell you how many innovators knocked on my door asking me, okay, let's do this. You know, let's uh, bypass, I would say, the broker's world. And if in the residential, I don't, I'm not saying it's possible, but it's, they try to do it in a way. Yeah. In the commercial world, it's impossible, will never happen. And I try to explain it to them. Why? Because By the way, from your down, lips to God's ears. It, it cannot happen. And it I'll won't. tell you why. As, as a commercial, because I also hold the hat, of course, of the commercial real estate, uh, you know, uh, the guy who does acquisitions and goes <clears> in and, and uh, we held a number of those type of You can't do it without a broker. It's just, it's impossible. Why? Even if you get data or some of the data or more of the data and still, by the way, it will take, it will take time until yep. the entire world of data. You have to hear L.D. Salmonson, if you know him, uh, from Cherry, who will tell you, uh, and he's an expert of that, and that they do it in, in such an amazing way. He will tell you the difficulties and the challenges to get the data down. Uh, but even if you get, let's say, 90% of it, which we're not even close to being there, but let's say you get 90% of it and you want to get to the deal, 
you will never be able to make a deal with the type of, you know, with the big money deals, especially big money deals, without having middlemen in the middle who helps you with the negotiation, sure. who helps with you the with experts, the experts, the specialists. It's, 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 it's exactly you can't do without them in commercial real estate. No uh, doubt. I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. People think that it's not going. It's it's going to be possible to do without. Love it. Love it, uh, love it, no, love it. You're, you're, you know, you're spot on. You're, you're totally spot on. And Yishai, I want you to, to shift a little bit right now. I want you to give Go us a, your top three pieces of advice for commercial real estate investors and brokers as it pertains to what's going to happen over the next few years. Oh, wow. So crystal ball is not part of my uh, thing. Come on, you got it. You, you got to pull out one of those but, holy books behind you. Give me some crystal ball. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yishai's not a profit, you, right? But he is, he is a real estate a investor. Profit. Not a profit, but I can tell you what my assumption is. First of all, what we're seeing so far, and usually the way we do things as real estate investors or uh, entrepreneurs, operators, developers, doesn't matter. When we look at deals and we look at the market, we first of all look at what we have right now. And that's the most important thing. Yes. We don't know what will happen. We see what happened right now. We obviously see the past, but we're seeing what happens right now. And we try to predict through planning and through uh, you know, whatever is going on in the world. We had COVID going on and we saw a huge shift in moving what we saw, like the big cities were like the biggest hit for everybody to move into. You know, everybody moved into the big cities, to the New York City, to the LA's, to the San Francisco's, to the Chicago's. And all of a sudden the pandemic drew, to, uh, meaning it gave us like a new world. Yes. And the new world today is everybody is, is a major exodus from those cities. Of course, there's a major part today that is coming back to them, but it will, I don't know, never, but in the next five years, people already understood a concept that changed the market. And that's a whole driven thing. And I have a whole philosophy about it that people took, let's say they took off, they went off, they went away from those big cities mm -hmm. to move to suburbia, yes. to all kinds of places to have bigger spaces, larger homes, have a home, home office, and, and the companies understood, hey, we don't need to keep people in the office. We maybe, and the whole office space concept will change. It's changing right now. Maybe different, maybe location is different. They have people three, three times a week in the office, as opposed to what used to be, we want everybody in the office all the time. And people understand now that they can have that home office in Nashville, Yes, in Nashville. Or, or, or on the beach Idaho. somewhere, right? On, on on Lake Michigan in Traverse City in the villa that you're working out of and living at, looking out at the, at the water. And it works just Anywhere the same. You want. They can do everything in Zoom. Or in, you're not even in America, are you? I'm not in America right now. I'm coming in a week. But I'm saying my whole operate, everything I do, I operate in the U.S. And uh, I learn how to do it from Israel all the time. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. It is. It is. And people do it from everywhere. And they learned how to do that. And that is changing the entire spectrum of the market, especially office and residential, because every city that is surrounded or being affected by an office market, the big cities, you know, the urban cities, just like New York City, it's like Manhattan. Those cities are being affected in a major, major way. And therefore, everybody's moving to suburbia. And, you know, that will change everything in the future. So I think that uh, it would uh, you know, tone it down a little bit, but it will still happen.
Yeah, happen. I mean, this suburban sprawl that we're seeing is, is incredible. I remember back to the days when my clients would call me and say, hey, Dan, I need the demographics. I need to know the population density. I need to know you know, these type of demographics of this type of person, that type of person. How close is it to the major metro? Is it in the major metro? How much traffic? And that's still very important for a lot of retail assets. But those same clients in the first months of the pandemic would call me and say, hey, Dan, how tertiary is this? How far away from the metro is it? What type of areas are, are you know, type of people are living there? What's the population density like? And it really, the way I look at it, it's like we had this ball, right? This world, if you will, of real estate. You've got residential, commercial, office, industrial, retail. You've got the banks. You've got the lenders. You've got financial institutions. Everything was like interacting in this crystal, you know, this little ball, right? And it snows a little bit and there's nice little movement inside. And then all of a sudden somebody came along and just shook it up, right? And not only did all that snowflake start spinning around in that globe, right? But also you know all what, of the different I, I assets. You never talking about industrial. Uh, we can talk What's industrial. I mean, industrial? that's I love industrial, and I think that's something that's being shaken up in such a great way. By the way, this statistic is old. It's already a year old. CBRE came out with some incredible research, right? They said that there's like, I believe, 25 major metro markets that in the next five years are poised to see a rental appreciation. I'm sorry, 31 markets across the country that are poised to see a 25% or more appreciation in rental rate per square foot. 31 markets across the country, right? If you look at 2020 versus 2019, and I can't wait till we see 2021 numbers coming in in a few months, but 2020 over 2019 saw an increase of like 27% in terms of new leases signed, in terms of square footage of new leases signed. 27% year-over-year increase from 2020 to 2019. That's insane. So industrial is going crazy. It's white hot. What's really cool, Yishai, you talked a little bit about office and residential. Retail, like retail has been totally shaken up. And a lot of that, there's that synergy between not just the mixed use, but also the the, the retail industrial complex. I think that's really cool. Big, huge, because what happened to retail, we saw what happened to retail. And actually the pandemic forced us to go five years ahead. What was At supposed least. to happen, happened. Yeah. Every grandmother, 75-year-old grandmother sitting at home, and uh, she has no idea how to work you know, a computer and to buy e-commerce online because she's used to actually go to the bank, go to the grocery store, go, go, go to buy whatever she needs to buy, go to Target, whatever. All of a sudden, she was forced to actually learn how to use their, uh, her computer and to be able to order online. So obviously we're looking at a different world today. Obviously yeah. retail is back, but the type of tenant mix that you have are required is re- that is required today in order to have a successful type of a commercial center, a shopping center is a completely different animal than used to be. And the combination between industrial, between all those uh, um, uh, the industrial centers, the distribution centers, that, that's the word I wanted to say, the distribution centers, Together with the retail, together with the actual square footage of retail, the correlation between them, that's a huge calculation that we didn't even think of a few years ago. Today, it's a major, major thing for real estate operators who do retail to understand how much square, square footage is actually needed, is actually required because... I need to also calculate how much distribution centers, how many distribution centers, and how much square footage I need in order to have those and retain those. And they have to work those together. And that's what makes the market so, so exciting and so, you know, so different than what it was. It really is exciting. Anybody, the guys and gals watching this show, 
The opportunity in front of you is tremendous. Talk about the game of retail repurposing and all of this, you know, changing between, you know, retail to industrial and mixed use and all that. The opportunity right now in front of us is huge. I say this is the opportunity, not even just of a lifetime, probably of, of, of the last hundred years. It's really an absolutely incredible thing. I used to wrote a lot of articles during my time at Amazon and when I got into commercial real estate brokerage about the industrial revolution and what was going on years ago. Look at it now. Fast forward. You hit the nail right on the head. You shot. You said it's at least five years of development in only a few months of advancement and only a few months. So, Yishai, we normally do an 18-minute show, but this has been so incredible. I made the guys keep going. They actually sent me a little little sign there saying we keep going. So we, we're, we got a 25-minute episode. We're almost done, though. So before we end this, no I want to flip the script. You're the boss now. You got any questions for me, Dan Lukowitz, Dan on top? I'll ask you one thing. Dan, in terms of you said that because I know you wear a few hats. I know you wear a number of hats. I know you wear a hat, an actual hat right now, but I'm saying in terms of your, in terms of what you, what you do. So if you could, you know, tell me, tell everybody in terms of the brokerage that you run to understand for me also to better understand what type of deals you have. Sure. As well, as well as your personal operating. And that will be, I think, exciting for everybody to hear. Appreciate that. So I'm Dan Lukowitz. I am the senior director of the Lukowitz Group of Encore Real Estate Investment Services. We are a boutique commercial real estate firm. We specialize primarily in net lease. So we do a ton of pharmacy deals. We've probably done 1,300, 1,400 pharmacy deals at least. We do a ton of quick serve restaurant, fast food, casual dining, things like that. I sell a lot of shopping centers, a lot of industrial product. I also sell resorts, hospitality deals, um, senior living, things like that. Um, but basically, the majority of what we do is, is is relatively passive income related commercial real estate brokerage. So I have a team. I've got a lot of great people on my team, and we specialize all across the country. So we don't just you know hang out in our backyard. We're selling deals pretty much I'd say in like forty eight states, and um, we're, we're here to add value. I mean that's exactly what we say. It's on the back of our mugs. Provide value, and everything else will follow. So if you need anything, reach out to me, Dan at DanOnTop.com. You can reach me on my cell, 248-943-2838. That's 248-943-2838. And we'll provide that value. We'll help you acquire. We'll help you dispose. We'll help you get training. We'll help you get education. And we have tons of free resources. Go to this whole site. You want to learn more about Yishai? Hit rewind. Hit play again. Leave some comments. Get in touch with him because that's what we do here at the Lukowitz Group and at Dan on Top. We put things together. We connect people. We add value. And from that, everything else follows. Listen, Yishai, Thank you so much. This was a great time. I've had fun. Thank you. Yeah, listen, I'm glad we connected. I'm really happy to be doing this with international guests. I love it. And you have a you know a special place in my heart because you're sitting right now in the holy land of Israel, which is is where I, I actually lived for four years. So, you know, any parting words before the music starts when we got a time to dance? So I can tell you, first of all, I can tell everybody who's listening to the show that anyone who wants to learn, obviously, they can learn from you commercial real estate. I have my own uh, system of learning commercial real estate, my own courses for people who want to get into the industry and become professionals, mostly as careers, as I would say, in acquisitions or in management and want to get into into that uh, genre. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, everybody can listen to my show as well. You guys can listen to Dan on my show. And that was a, a pretty exciting show. A show I think was over 40 minutes. Uh, listening to you and to your career path, it was uh, it was inspiring, exciting, and, and it's amazing. We have a lot of things in common because right. uh, we have a lot of uh, similar history uh, uh, things together. And uh, you know what? I think we are both in a very exciting industry, 
that is only showing, you know, more and more exciting stuff coming up in the future. No doubt about it. There's, there's no question about it. These are exciting times and exciting people. Leave us with like one, I don't know if you want to leave with a story or like a gem of wisdom, something that the viewers could, could go to the end of this episode, take it, walk away, and just be like, bam. All right, I'll try. I'll try. Um, I so think I think Yishai important- is, is thinking about what he wants to say. We may have uh, lost him on the volume there. Not exactly sure. But listen, we've got some outro music coming. Yishai, you still with us? I'm with you. Can you okay, hear me? let's hear it. Let's hear it. We had that music was coming. We started to dance, and everybody got excited. No problem. So I'll tell you the first, the thing I I believe the one thing that I can leave with everybody is the way I've changed my career path at the age of 36, 37 years old. I uh, I was a teacher until 37 years old. I was teacher of Judaic studies oh. uh, in a in a day school. And uh, I wanted to, meaning later on I did programming, but I was an educator. I wanted to change everything, to change my career path and actually to go and um, into commercial real estate. And slowly I started building my, I would say, my career self-taught, read a lot of books, took a lot of courses, took a lot of, you know, took a lot of information, learned from a lot of people, took a lot of mentors, and uh, finally became a CEO of a commercial real estate company. And I say to everybody, anything is possible for everyone. All you have to do, all you have to do is actually, uh, you know, have your eyes on the ball. Just go after the target. Do whatever you need to do. Don't give up. That's there you my go. Team. Love it. So you heard it here on Dan on Top. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode. Yishai Breslauer, the host of CRE Shark Eye, CRE Shark Eye Podcast. Let's put it up, man. Roll up those sleeves. Let's dance for the outro music. Do I need to dance too?